for young law school graduates entering into fields that serve the public interest, such as civil legal services or public defense, can be a non-starter since the compensation and benefits don't make economic sense considering the mountain of student debt many lawyers accumulate. To discuss this problem and how it can be addressed by state policymakers, we're joined by Jane Fox, the chapter chair of the Legal Aid Society's Union. Thanks for joining us, Jane. Thanks for having me, David. It's great to be here. Well, right now, if I'm a new lawyer or in law school, what are the fiscal realities that could shape my career path moving forward and whether I can afford to work in the so-called public interest? So the number one thing that weighs on young lawyers is how am I going to manage my student debt? The cost of law school has just grown exponentially over the last several decades, and it is close to impossible to graduate from law school, even a state school with in-state tuition, living at home with hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt, weighing that against public sector salaries. Usually when I speak to law students, it just seems impossible. People have a lot of fear about how they're going to make it work, especially in New York State, where many of the legal service jobs are in New York City or in suburban counties like Westchester and Nassau or in our upstate cities, Buffalo, Rochester, where the cost of living is high. So it's a real balance of how am I going to pull it together? How am I going to pay for my rent, a car if I need it, and my student loan bills, and also childcare? Because many of our um, young lawyers, you know, you leave law school at the age where you might be starting a family or already have a family. So it's a huge burden. It's something that every young lawyer has to navigate these days. Well, what are the ramifications of the situation you just described? Has it resulted in, say, a shortage of lawyers working in these critical services? Has it resulted in only people who come from, say, wealthy families being able to do these jobs? Are the lawyers who are working in these fields having to take on uh, additional jobs, potentially outside of the law, to make ends meet? What are some of the consequences? For young lawyers starting out, the struggle really becomes, how am I going to make a career out of this? Because some folks don't really feel or quite understand the financial pressures until they're in the job and getting those bills, but they love the work. And it becomes a question of, how am I going to make a sustainable career out of this? And unfortunately, in public defender offices and civil legal service offices across the country, not just at legal aid, there has always been a sort of drop-off. After around the third year, many folks leave, which is unfortunate because that's kind of just when you're getting your feet wet, getting comfortable, uh, especially if you're at an institutional defender like Legal Aid, you've probably had a lot of training and you're really getting to the next level of your career in terms of the strength of your advocacy. And it's around year three, year four, when people start to drop off because they financially can't make it work, most law schools have LRAP programs. I wouldn't say all of them, but many do. And what's an LRAP program? An LRAP program is a loan repayment assistance program, which is run by the law school for their alums. And typically the way that LRAP programs are structured is that the law school gives assistance to graduates who work in public interest careers. So typically people who become public defenders, 
district attorneys, AUSAs, civil legal services, those jobs tend to be eligible. And most LRAP programs provide a certain annual award to graduates who work in these fields to pay their student loans. And there's a whole variety of, you know, how generous they are, how much support they provide. Obviously, it skews towards the law schools with larger endowments. Smaller law schools or state-based law schools often don't have LRAP. And usually the LRAP programs last somewhere between three and five years post-graduation. That's one of the reasons why people can usually make it work. For those first few years, perhaps they're getting LRAP. But when that LRAP drops off, there are very few resources for people to continue to get assistance for their student debt. And this is particularly critical for folks in public interest because the vast majority of people in public interest are pursuing public service loan forgiveness, which is the federal program, which offers full debt cancellation after 10 years of service. So we've got folks who maybe have a way to make their student debt manageable for three to five years, but there are very few resources that fill in that mid-career gap of how are you going to afford to pay your student loans between years five and 10. And that is the reason why programs like the Hesk Dolph Fund are so critical because they provide that assistance for that mid-career. Well, I want to talk about the wish list for New York moving forward, but let me first reintroduce you for listeners just joining the Capitol Press Room. We're speaking with Jane Fox, the chapter chair of the Legal Aid Society's Union. So moving forward, what would you like to see state policymakers do to address, say, that mid-career, that five to 10-year window when that pain of paying back those student loans is uh, particularly acute? So New York State does have a program and has had this program for many years. It's run by the New York State Higher Education Services Corporation, HESC, and it's called the District Attorney an indigent legal services loan forgiveness program, Dolph or Hesk Dolph. This program is really innovative. Not many states have this program. So hats off to New York for creating this program to begin with. But the current program provides student loan assistance for mid-career district attorneys and public interest lawyers, particularly people who are working in public defense or civil legal services. And any New York state resident who works in one of those jobs who has student loan debt is eligible for HESC funds. Currently, you can apply to get the funds after you've completed three years of service. And assuming you remain in eligible employment, you get assistance for six years and the annual award is up to $3,400. This has helped hundreds of our members at the Legal Aid Society. I myself used HESC funds to help pay my student debt. Thankfully, my student loans were canceled via PSLF in 2020. But for the years that I was eligible, I definitely relied on HESC Dolph to make it work. So we took a look at the program and the program has not increased its annual awards since 2009. And I think everyone can appreciate that in 2024, a lot has changed about the financial circumstances of average New Yorkers, right? And what it costs to live and stay in New York State, especially in New York City. Cost of living has 
risen dramatically. $3,400 a year for six years is just not enough. And we feel like it is very important at this point for New York State to invest a little bit more money in this fund and to give an increase in both the award and the number of years that people are eligible to make the program fulfill its promise. The promise of the Dolph program is really to ensure that these critical essential workers and public servants in New York State get to stay in their careers. While our younger attorneys are excellent, some cases require experience and everyone benefits from an experienced attorney, whether that's an experienced district attorney or an experienced public defender or an experienced immigration lawyer or housing attorney, experience matters. And we want experienced, committed folks to be able to stay in the job. And so by expanding programs like Dolph, that helps us achieve that goal, which really is to the benefit of everybody in New York State. So why is student loan forgiveness the right path forward as opposed to investing more in the salaries to begin with? Well, I would not argue with investing in salaries at all. But if you had to choose one or the other, though, wouldn't it make more sense just to raise the salaries and and focus on that campaign more broadly? You know, it's really a both and proposition because the fight for salaries has been going on for years. We saw our fellow attorneys who work in the assigned counsel program, or 18B in New York State, as it's colloquially known, get a great increase in their rates last year, thanks to the legislature and the governor. It was long overdue. Public defenders and DAs and civil legal service attorneys have not seen those increases. While that is a fight that we continue to wage, it is a much longer slog. This program to increase the Dolph fund is, compared to New York State's budget, a modest investment that has a huge impact across the state. So the way that I see it is we should be pursuing both. You know, we we got very close to the finish line last year, but there was huge bipartisan support here because I think that when we speak to our elected officials, many of whom are lawyers themselves and have student loans that they're still paying on, they can understand that this is immediate money that will help people right away. And it is a bill that is achievable. If this bill were to pass, folks who are eligible would start getting awards of up to $8,000 per year based on a survey we did last year. Somewhere around 90% of our union members would have 100% of their student loan bills covered for the year. Many of them would not even need the full $8,000, but it would make that bill go away. So I have to imagine there are listeners right now who uh, aren't lawyers, but maybe have student debt and imagine that they have uh, important jobs that are ultimately beneficial for society. And maybe they don't have uh, student loan programs that are unique uh, to their industries, the way there are for social workers, healthcare workers, lawyers, as we've been talking about, but they don't have a radio show. I do. So I'm going to keep it to journalists, for example. So I'm not aware of a state 
program that singles out journalists, for example, and they can emerge from graduate school into very low-paying jobs, and they also have a much lower cap on their earning potential than lawyers. So considering that we have a limited pie of resources, why should lawyers in the public interest be getting student loan programs increased when we don't even have a state student loan program specifically for journalists that I'm aware of? You know, I am fully committed. I think all student debt should be canceled. I think that higher education should be free for all. And I hope that one day we achieve that in the United States or at very least achieve a free SUNY and free CUNY in New York State that New York State residents can access. And I I completely agree with you, David. It's a hard question to answer because you're right. There are many essential industries where the pay is too low, but they require graduate level education really to pursue a career. And I think that there should be more student loan assistance for all essential workers in New York state. I would hope that listeners understand that the fight to support public interest attorneys is not at the expense of the fight to support other folks. You know, there are two other funds through HESC that support other industries. So Licensed clinical social workers have a similar fund, and nurses also have a similar fund through HESC. And we support both of those programs. Both of those programs had award increases, even though our fund has not. I think that this is an opportunity for New York State to really fill in those gaps, which you're pointing out. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Jane Fox. She is the chapter chair of the Legal Aid Society's union. Jane, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, David. It was great to talk. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.